Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today has had a series of health issues since being involved in an accident while playing with her sister at the age of 10, in which she suffered serious brain damage. She was on seven pharmaceuticals each day, but after starting on cannabis oil, she eliminated those. And cannabis, in my opinion, gave her her life back. Joining us from California is Billy Wooldridge. Billy, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, take us back. You're 38 years old. Take us back to when you were 10 and playing with your sister and tell listeners what happened to you. My sister and my brothers and I were playing in our backyard. We were playing um, WWF wrestling, popular back then, and I thought it was Hulk Hogan. And uh, my sister just did this perfect dive and landed on the back of my head. And I felt, you know, a little shock, but that's all I felt. It didn't hurt. It was just kind of jarring. And we went about our play, and I went to bed that night. And as I lay there, my left arm picked up on its own accord and grabbed my right shoulder. And I remember feeling like I had got shocked electrically, but still no pain. I rolled to the floor, and my mother found me there, um, slurring my speech and completely paralyzed on my left side. Uh, They brought me to the local emergency room where they, I'm sure, ran several tests um, and found a blood clot. I don't know what happened after that. I woke up approximately a month later, um, completely paralyzed on the left side, confused. I didn't know what was going on. I was in the hospital for several months in therapy, um, speech therapy. They had me on morphine. Oh, my God. I was addicted to morphine from the time I was probably 10 years old. It led me to have two bleeding ulcers with the morphine, the Dilaudid, the, uh, what is that one seizure medicine, uh, Depakote. There were so many things as a little girl that they had me on. I eventually learned to walk again and went about my life as a teenager. Um, It was never really explained to my parents what head injury was. Um, Nobody spoke of head injury, epilepsy, anything like that. Um, I didn't have follow-up appointments. We were poor. So I had no angiograms, no MRIs, no anything during my adolescence or my teenage years. Um, So I suffered blackouts all the time. I never told anybody. I just assumed, I don't know what I assumed. I was a child. Um, I would wake up places all the time. Um, I was always told I was dramatic, emotional. I had, you know, issues, but nobody, violent tendencies. I got in several fights, got expelled from school a lot. Um, But it wasn't my nature to be mean. I never really wanted to be. I could never really help myself. Um, But again, no one talked about head injury. Um, Nobody talked about epilepsy. Nobody did that in my life. Um, As I got older, I got pregnant. During my pregnancy, I started to have grand mal seizures constantly. Um, Again, no diagnosis of epilepsy, no 
head injury, no anything. Um, I went into early labor with my son. Um, not early labor, I'm sorry. I went into labor, and um, they were trying to make me have a natural birth. I have an older sister, Shabri, who probably saved my life that day because the AVM was still in my head from when I was a child. It was not completely removed and had been growing and festering and causing all kinds of havoc in that brain of mine, but I did not know. Billy, could you just clarify what uh, what that, that is, that avion that you refer to? An AVM is an arterial venous malformation. Okay. It is... Um, the vein network in your head is supposed to break down from the small capillaries, arteries, and then flow at a normal rate. And mine were coiled, bunched up, and leaking approximately 4% of my blood onto my brain each year. 4% of um, your blood? Yeah, 4% of, this is what I was told. Now, yeah. again, I don't know all of you know the particulars. I'm sure I've been told 100 different times, you know, what it technically is, but I truly, the technicals frighten me. I just know how I feel. So it is arterial venous malformation, and um, there are plenty of websites that will explain it to you. Um, there is some misinformation out there, but it is essentially a vein, your vein work just bunches up and you have the blood clots that can form from that, plus aneurysms because it puts too much stress on your brain. Anyway, so I had, uh, my son had to have him by C-section. Had I had him vaginally like they were attempting, I would have died that day because that AVM had grew. I had aneurysms in my head, but again, no one knew. Um, I went about my life working still with the blackouts, still with the headaches, still with all of these things, still with no diagnosis of epilepsy. And they did prescribe seizure meds. I refused to take them because I was having grand malls on occasion. These blackouts, I just thought they were blackouts. I, I don't know. And um, I just, I refused seizure medicines for a very long time. Billy, were you taking, um, sorry to interrupt, but were you taking other medication at that point? Um, at that point, no. I suffered. I just, I was taking Tylenol so much so, as a matter of fact, Tylenol and ibuprofen that my liver function and my kidney functions were starting to be affected. I was taking no pers- oh, like prescribed medicine just over the counter mm. because, again, I didn't know anything was wrong with me. I was told, you know, you're dramatic, you're, you know, everybody gets headaches. It is what it is. And it's been going on almost all your life, so that's your, nor- that's your norm. That's Yes, it was absolutely my normal, so I didn't bother to tell anybody. It, I worked at the local hospital, and I was a CNA there. I just did my job. Um, about, let me see, 2013, I was in an automobile accident. I broke both of my ankles. I was transported to the local emergency room. Um, no CT was done, even though I was head injured. Um, even with my extensive medical history, which they were fully aware of, as I said, I worked there and I'd been, you know, seen several times. No CT was done. From that accident, a DAVF formed, which is another, it's a arterial venous fistula. It formed from that residual AVM and together they fused, kind of like a Cthulhu monster. Um, and they started to build their own network through my brain. I had several aneurysms, I think seven. I'm not quite sure. Um, it tried to connect with my spine. My spine started to shift all the way to 
the right, uh, left side of my body because it was an actual living entity in my head. No, um, to my knowledge, and I have researched. Um, please, if somebody you know can find this, send me a link. Um, to my knowledge, no one has had a DAVS undiagnosed for that long and not with an AVM condition as well and to have one formed together. They were actually formed trying to take over my brain and use my body as some sort of vessel. Like, it was the strangest thing. Um, it's something out of a science fiction movie, isn't it? it? It absolutely is. And to be, you know, to see the film, to be told these things, is just absolutely incredible. I, I am head injured, so I do get off track. Uh, no one, of course, I didn't know any of these things. Um, were going on in my head. I had this car accident. No CT was done. So for the next three years after 2013 in my car accident, my behaviors got worse. Uh, impulse control, just terrible. I was on medicines. Uh, I was on Norco, Xanax. Um, they prescribed me, mm, what is that one, Oxycontin. Oh, goodness, Neurotin. Um, oh, there's more. Um a couple seizure meds as well. I didn't take the seizure meds. I did, however, succumb to the pain relief because who wouldn't? You know, I'd been hurting for years. And my liver functions and my kidney functions were so off from the over-the-counter Tylenol, I couldn't take that much anymore. It was recommended that I stop. Um, so I was told Norco would be better because it was only, you know, 375 milligrams of Tylenol. And so I started taking that over the next, you know, from 2013 to 2016. Um, I felt it didn't help me a whole lot. I felt addicted. I felt not myself. I ended up gaining so much weight taking over the, you know, the prescription meds. It just, it didn't make sense. I went from, you know, a little over 200 pounds to almost 300. Uh, so, you know, that's not good for your health either. No. I, not at all. Um, Oh, goodness. On September the 5th, I was at an exercise class. I excused myself. I wasn't feeling great that day, but I was doing nothing strenuous. I went into the bathroom. I remember this blinding, excruciating pain in my head. I saw stars. I do, you know, I'm medically sound enough to know, stop what you're doing and get to the ground, which is what I did. Um, that is where my family found me. Um my son was in the, ex class, the exercise class with me. I was presented to the local ER and told them everything. My family was under the impression I'd had a grand mal seizure. I knew I did not, but I was not capable of expressing that. Um, the doctor who was on call at the time, um, my boyfriend told him that I had taken a tramadol. Um, which I did because my family was convinced, again, that I had had a seizure. And my family member had read that quitting taking, you know, these pharmaceuticals can cause seizures. So I acquiesced. You know, I took one. It's like, all right, it will make you feel better. So as soon as it was told to the ER physician that I'd taken a tramadol, somehow in his head he got, I'm a drug addict. I told him the pain I was having, the symptoms I was having, again, with my extensive history with seizures, head injury, which is well documented in that hospital, you would think it would be a no-brainer. Um, let's get an MRI. They did not. Um, what the doctor actually did was I excused my family because, I, you know, I was going home. He said nothing was wrong with me. He told me that he thought I was a drug addict seeking medication and 
he was not going to recommend me to a neurologist or anyone else because I was wasting everyone's time. He actually made me apologize before he would discharge me. Apologize to whom? To him for wasting his time. O-M-G. So I left there um, in pain and scared, heartbroken, because I don't know what's going on with me. I'm, I'm just dramatic. I'm crazy. I went home. And I have people that love me, very thankfully. And for over a week, um, I couldn't, I was scared to go to the bathroom. I was scared to do anything. And I didn't want to take the pharmaceuticals anymore because I was scared that I was going to miss something. Those medications dope you up so much that you miss what's going on in your own body. And they're meant to do that. You know, it's, it's how you feel. Um, my cousin convinced me to go see his doctor. I did. He ran all the tests. He did the MRI. They found the AVM. They found the DAVF. They found several aneurysms. Um, I was dying. I was days what, away from dying. Billy, was the doctor surprised at what he found? He was. He was. He was surprised and he was upset because I had, you know, come to him saying I, I was just at another hospital and they told me nothing's wrong. And he ran. He took a look at me, ran a test with, you know, some sensory thing down my foot and knew. He's like, no, no, no. And he immediately ran out and he got me everything I needed and blessed that man. Um, his name is Chris Jensen and he saved my life. And he was a physician's assistant. He took the time. Yeah, he did save your life, didn't he? Wow. Yeah, he absolutely did. I was dying. I couldn't even go to the bathroom. Had I had strained to even have a bowel movement, it could have ruptured one of those aneurysms. And um, so um, he got me my appointments. I was um, sent to UCSS, and I had um, a angiogram where they... um, inserted the tube and then glued these several aneurysms that were in my head because they could not remove the AVM if those weren't glued. I would bleed to death. Mm-hmm. I would die before surgery could even begin. And so I had on October the 27th, 2016, they went in through my groin and they glued the aneurysms. The morning of the 28th of October, I had a full craniotomy where they removed the AVM. Um, for whatever reason, after that, um, there was no drainage tube placed in my skull. I don't know if it was state-funded insurance didn't approve it. My doctor didn't find it necessary. I cannot tell you why this did not happen. Um, because they did not put the drainage tube in, I suffered a sub, um, acute subdural hematoma. I was sent home on many, many medications. Again, Oxycontin, Norco, Neurotin. I mean, tons of medications to block pain, to block your nerve endings. So I didn't feel anything. I knew nothing was going on. I thought I was cured. I thought it was better. I was home for two weeks. I had um, the stitches, the staples removed. Um, About five hours later, after having the stitches removed, I uh, sat up in my bed and three fluid shot, like a geyser from the top of my head. Uh, I called the surgeon's office and he wanted photos sent. I sent it. He's, oh, I don't know what's going on. That's just drainage. That's just, you know, it's just nothing. You're being silly. 
So this I fluid came, Billy, sorry to interrupt, this fluid came yeah. right, out, right out of the top of your head, just like it, a geyser? It did. There was an opening in there for some um, reason that I, I can't tell you. We're yeah. still in the process of figuring out a lot of things. Um, thankfully, I had that opening. I don't know where it came from. Had it not been there, I would have died. And it allowed that that little bit of fluid is what alerted me to the fact that I had an acute subdural hematoma. Nothing else. I was so doped up on all of these medications. I had no idea. None. Boy, um, you're like a cat with nine lives, aren't you? Exactly. You know, I think my mom said that to me before. Oh, did she? <laughs> <laughs> well, parents are like that. <laughs> you know, I'm thankful she is. She's she's yeah. my champion. Um, so I presented to the local ER in my community. They did a CT. Um, I informed them, of course, you can't see anything on my brain with just a CT. Um, but again, they didn't order an MRI. Um, he asked me after calling UCSF um, what I wanted to do. He said, well, do you want to, you know, it could be something or it couldn't be something, you know. I was like, well, I want to be seen by the hospital did my surgery, so I was taken by ambulance three hours away. As soon as I got there, the doctors took my hand and thanked me for saving my own life and let me know what was going on, and I had to have an emergency burr hole placed. Um, a section of my brain, because it had been neglected for so long for those two to three weeks, was killed off. It pushed to the right and killed mm-hmm. off a section of my brain, had to be removed, I have a plate and a few screws, and um, permanent. My seizures are so much worse. Um, my behavior is what it is. You know, who wouldn't be a little pissy? Yeah, no kidding. I kind of am. Um, it's frustrating, but when I got home, I realized I almost died because of all of these pills they're giving me, all of these things to mask feeling. Um, that's not good. No, when, when, terrible yeah, when someone says to you, you've got a screw loose, you say, damn rights I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I am. Um, just, you know, just the story you've told is absolutely remarkable. Uh, you, quite frankly, young lady, should be dead. Yeah. And the fact that you are alive and telling our story is, and of itself, just truly remarkable. Thank you. I mean, good for you. I mean, you've uh, you fought to take your health into your own hands because the medical profession. Sometimes you have to. Oh, I think everybody has to, and I think uh, the medical profession. Um, you've had some doctors who have failed you. You've had some doctors who have saved your life, and I guess that's life. Uh, but, it is. But you have done a remarkable uh, job of going forward and uh, maintaining your health. How did you discover cannabis oil? Um, actually, I, uh, my boyfriend, he, he has always been a, an advocate of the marijuana. Um, I, I didn't enjoy smoking it. I've never been a big fan. It hurts my lungs. But he um, read about how it can help with seizures. I had been referred to several websites where, you know, there's people with miraculous stories that it had helped them. We start to do a little research. I'm not really big on the chemical process of making oils, so he looked up. It took him a while, and he found an olive oil recipe for me, and he started making these treatments for me um, on our stove. 
we read about it on the internet, saw some inspirational stories, and he did the research. And he just started making me my treatments. Um, I have one higher THC CBD for pain. I have the straight CBD for my seizures. And like I have stated before, I went from 10 seizures a day to none. And they were giving me three seizure medications, and it didn't stop them. What medications are you on now? Uh, I'm only on one, and it's Keppra, and that's only because I I haven't weaned off of that one yet. Um, I was on, oh, goodness, Keppra, Topamax, Neurotin, Xanax. Um, There was another seizure med in there. Um, Goodness, a lot of things. And you've managed to get off of all of those? All of them. Wonderful. All of them. Billy, how long after starting to take cannabis oil did you notice a difference? Oh, my I am not kidding. With, within a day. Within a day, I felt the effects, especially with the CBD, because it does not get too high. And that's what so many people, you know, they, they associate marijuana is marijuana. And, and, you know, it's pretty far from the truth. What the, kind? The CBD, huh? I was just going to ask you, what kind of effects did you notice? Um, I could feel it cerebrally. I could feel this tingling, calming feeling, like something was finally connecting. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. The minute the CBD syrup hit my tongue, I felt a cerebral, like, tingling that was fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, we've talked to other people who've had brain tumors, and when they have taken the cannabis oil, which for them would be high in THC, they could feel a fizzing within their head where the tumor was. Like it's attacking it, and I've read so many testimonies of people who have said the same thing. Yeah. I mean, and it's been proven that it attacks. Why not feel it? You know, there's so many things undiscovered about the brain and the body, and we don't know. And if someone says they can feel that, well, absolutely, why not? So after the operation, uh, your brain must have been inflamed somewhat, as a person's body is inflamed after an operation, and CBD is great for inflammation. So that must have been extremely beneficial to your brain. It, it, well, I just started feeling so much better. I even, um, like it, with the car accident, I had broke both of my ankles. One of them has had to have surgery on it twice. I have bursitis in it. It swells incredibly. It is very painful. Um, nothing touched that pain. Um, walking was disgusting. The olive oil THC that my boyfriend makes for me, um, that's what I was actually only taking the Norco and the Oxycontin for that pain because that ankle pain was incredible. But as soon as he started making the THC treatment for me, I, did, I didn't need any of that anymore. It actually took away that pain 100% where those pharmaceuticals maybe did it 60% and I needed more every time. And it was ruining, you know, my my filtering organs. It was ruining my body trying to alleviate pain. So that's unacceptable. Yeah, I think you'll find over the years, once you continue to take it, that it will help uh, help with your liver and mm-hmm. your, your kidneys, who, uh, which I suspect have been somewhat damaged by. Oh, absolutely. All the my, that's. I'm glad that you brought that up. My, I was getting kidney stones and infections all of a sudden out of nowhere. Um, 
right before and after my last craniotomy. And um, I didn't, I, you know, I was supposed to go to the ER, get antibiotics, get all of these things. I was passing kidney stones on a daily basis. I did not do that. I did not go to the ER. I didn't get um, any antibiotics at all. What I did do was my CVDs and my THC and water, and that's what I did. And my kidney stones were gone. My infection was gone within a week. I cured my own kidney stones and infection with no antibiotic intervention at all. From that moment on, I mean, because that was the beginning of my regimen, really. That's when I started was right after my last surgery, which would have been in November, around November 16th. I immediately started, when I got home from the hospital, the THC CBD oil treatments. Um, I didn't want to take any more pharmaceuticals. I just did not. I'd made that decision then. From that moment on, I have I am never been more sold on anything. It has treated successfully every ailment that I have in a natural way. Billy, has it had any positive impact on your personality? Has it changed your personality in any way? Yes. Yes. I mean, I've, I've said before, I've always been pretty dramatic and emotional. I'm, I'm just prone to those things. But I was angry for such a long time. And the head injury, you know, sometimes people have lack of impulse control and anger comes with that. But I noticed when I started taking the oil that... Um, I just was calmer. I felt better. I was more able because I wasn't in pain, because I wasn't struggling constantly just to maintain life, that it's easier to deal with people when you're not fighting. Sorry here Hmm. to interrupt. Um, One of the things that you mentioned, or two of the things you mentioned, were that you had headaches that were debilitating and that you Mm -hmm. had neuropathy that was like fire maggots. What's, yes. what's going on with the maggots and uh, the gone. headaches? Completely. I, I had a headache yesterday only because I was a little overwhelmed and nervous, but I don't have headaches anymore. And the neuropathy, uh, no, no more fire maggots, which I'm so thankful for. I'll take pain any day over burning, weird, crawly things under my skin. That's horrible. It's very horrible, but um, it's completely gone. It is completely gone. How much uh, cannabis uh, oil do you take a day? I take four teaspoons. That's all. Four teaspoons. In a 24-hour period? Yes. So in a typical day, would you take the CBD-THC mixture first? Or how, how do you go about dosing yourself? I do the CBD first. I always do that first because my seizures, seizures are always my main concern. Um, and then... You know, I drink my water, and immediately following, I do a five, um, another teaspoon, basically, of the olive oil and um, THC mixture that he has. He has his percentages. He, we've had it tested and everything. He would know more about that stuff. But then I take one teaspoon of that with another glass of water, and that's all I take in the morning. And then sometimes, if I'm feeling edgy, if I feel, because I do have auras for my seizures, um, if I start to feel these things coming on, I'll take an extra spoonful and it shuts down whatever's going wrong. It's one thing I wanted to ask you, in talking to other people who have seizures, they see auras. Tell us, tell us about that, because I find that really fascinating. Um, I, d- I guess in a macabre auras. 
I have seen some very strange things. Uh, fascinating. No, I don't find it fascinating. I find it terrifying because you don't know. I don't know what I'm, if what I'm seeing is real because my seizures are, you know, the result of a head injury. And sometimes I don't know if what I'm seeing is actually there. And I do, um, the things that I have seen with my auras are like, I can't even explain it. There are flashes of light. There are waves of color. There are just certain things. But overall, what happens to me before is that I have this overwhelming sense that I'm not in my body. Um, I'm walking, but I can't tell you that I'm walking. I can't feel that I'm walking. And that's what usually happens to me before. I have this complete out-of-body experience. I can talk to you. I can see you. But I have really no control over what's going on. Like, it's very strange and sometimes they last 10 minutes and sometimes it lasts an hour is it like everything's in slow motion absolutely absolutely i don't know if you've ever seen the movie the ring where that little girl comes out of the tv and it's all creepy walk but um that's what i see sometimes people will be walking towards me and they'll be in this jerking kind of strange motion and it's scary look like zombie apocalypse sometimes (laughs) i don't know who's coming at me so is that what your seizure is like it's kind of this out of body experience as opposed to yes and then it's full um convulsions i have tonic colonics and 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 those i i couldn't tell you i know i have full body convulsions and then i pass out i wake up an hour or two hours later um what's it called a tonic colonic tonic colonic they were formerly known as Grandma, I do believe, but um, they're always updating things. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. I have at least um, five different types of seizures. When was the last time you had a seizure? Uh, last week, um, because I ran out of my CVDs. Um, I do have head injury, and I forget sometimes to tell the people who are with me that I'm running low. Um, they are used to me being so in control that, you know, it, it gets easy to, to think I can handle everything. I ran out, and I ended up having a tonic-colonic that lasted well over an hour. Um, I had to be intubated in front of my mother, which is never good. Um, I'm sure it terrified her. I can't even imagine my heart breaks for her having to see something like that. But I was out of the CBDs, and that's why that happened. I stopped and got some on the way home, and wouldn't you know it, I'm I'm all better now. Oh, that's fantastic! Oh. That is uh, that is great. It's amazing what uh, you know. In talking to people over the number of months that we've been doing this podcast, and you're our episode 115, how beneficial cannabis is this little plant how beneficial it is to the human body it just i'm overwhelmed at times by some of the incredible stories that people have about how they I am have helped too. yeah I, am too. I mean like Corey here who uh, uh cleared herself of, of cancer using cannabis oil and uh we've you know we've talked to kids uh parents of kids who have had seizures who have had cancer and uh, we talk to people all over the world. And your story is just remarkable And how you just, uh, you're a fighter. You just, you're just not going to give up. Absolutely. Why, why would anybody give up? Yeah. I mean, there's always the possibility that you can make a change and something better for someone's future, even if it's not your own. So I, I don't have the choice of giving up. That's, that's not an option for me. It never has been. No, and you got some good people in your life. 
I do. I'm very thankful for them. Yeah. Billy, is there anything you'd like to say in conclusion to people who may be listening, who may have similar issues like yourself? Be your own advocate and and don't believe what other people tell you. I mean, even if you have problems, even if you think, you know, you might deserve, you know, some of the judgments that you get, never give up on what you feel about yourself. And always, always do the right thing by you. Don't take anything a doctor prescribes because they know best. Sometimes they don't. And THC and CBD oil has saved my life, and I am... I am positive it saved thousands of others. So if you have the opportunity to try it, I I wish you would. You're a wise young lady. Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're all like that. Billy, it was great to talk to you. Thank you for your time. Oh, it was great talking to you, too. Thank you both so much for this opportunity. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Billy. And that's it. Another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. If you'd like to tell your story about the use of cannabis and how it has helped you, send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.